All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech, Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. About a week ago, I minted my first NFT, and I've been increasingly enamored with the idea of both collecting digital art and the concept and implications of smart contracts over this past year. And after uh, doing a bunch of research over the last couple of months, I decided I wasn't going to really learn by sitting on the sidelines. I needed to get in. Either I was going to buy some NFTs or I was going to make some or I could do both. Um, what kept me apprehensive about buying NFTs was the hype surrounding some of the ones we've probably all heard of. CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club. While learning, um, I found it difficult to decipher signal from noise as I both explored what I wanted to invest in and learned how to actually buy something I wanted. I knew the punks and the apes had a lot of value, uh, but they were tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to secure. And there were cool things I found in price ranges I didn't mind investing in. But, you know, being a newbie, I didn't feel comfortable yet that I was making a good move buying something obscure or relatively obscure. And you might think that securing your first NFT is as simple as finding the one you want and swiping your Amex to get it as you would like on Amazon. But you would be wrong. There are layers to making transactions in the world of crypto, and it's very easy to make expensive mistakes. Simply moving your money from one pocket to the other pocket can cost you um all in all i didn't struggle with understanding that the art 
hand in hand with the tech had value and big implications. But I understand why some people do have that challenge and internal questioning. And we'll talk about that another time. But what I wanted to accomplish was getting my hands dirty so I could fully appreciate what digital art would and could mean both to me as a creator and my fellow community of creators and as a collector and consumer who likes nice things. What I found in my study is so much more than just a community of dope creators with their work on display in exchange for ETH, but also an underlying technology that I believe will revolutionize agreements between people, the bedrock of functioning or malfunctioning society. But I digress. This is about making your first NFT. So I'll do my best to stick to scope. We'll talk later about, you know, buying NFTs, smart contracts and other things. But this today is about making your first NFT. And you might think that skipping, you know, having those conversations about smart contracts, conversations about understanding cryptocurrency are, are like skipping steps, but they're really not. You can get in and start creating without under understanding the breadth of the whole world of the blockchain. You can do this without having to know that and fully appreciate that. Let's start creating some stuff. Okay. And I promise you, we will get to that. All right. So there is some preliminary work we'll need to perform today to establish t terminology definitions, if you will. Um, here are some words and short phrases that are probably not in your daily lexicon, but will be need to be if you're to understand creating and even purchasing an NFT. First, NFT. What is an NFT? To define NFT, let's first define what non-fungible means. Non-fungible token. What does non-fungible mean? Non-fungible basically means that the thing is unique and it can't be replaced with something else. For example, a dollar bill, a one dollar bill is fungible. I could trade you my one dollar bill for your one dollar bill and we'll have the same thing. You could even have a five dollar bill and I trade you my five one dollar bills and you also have the same thing. You got five dollars. But the one of one Basquiat untitled boxer painting created in 1982 is non fungible. If you have that Basquiat painting and I trade it for the Mona Lisa, I'd have something completely different. So effectively to be non-fungible means it's like, oh, it's a one of one. All right. So let's add the T back into non-fungible. Now we have a non-fungible token. So here's what people, here's what people get confused. So the token is code. It's like metadata. It's a deed, like a deed to a house. The token isn't the house. Like the deed isn't the house, but the deed is the documentation that I own the house. It's the proof that I own the house. The token is the documentation or the code in this case that says I own the JPEG. I own the MP3. I own the MP4 video file. I own the GIF or whatever other digital asset. It's not the digital asset, but it's the proof that I own it. Okay. So creators, whatever digital asset you create, whether it be a song, it could be an audio file. Let's say you just spoke into your Apple, your iPhone, you know, voice recorder, and you made that an NFT. You can make that an NFT. It's a digital file. You can make, um, you know, you can go open up Photoshop or illustrator on your computer, create a piece of art, make it an NFT. You can make a word document an NFT. You can make a picture you took on your 
Canon and NFT. You can you can make all of these things NFTs. These can be non-fungible. They're first non-fungible because you created them, but you can make them non-fungible tokens by assigning to them this code that puts them on the blockchain. They're already non-fungible. They're already one of ones. The voice memo that you record on your iPhone is already non-fungible. It's it. I can't take your voice memo, swap it for mine, and we got the same thing. Your voice memo is it's yours. It's that's that's the only one that exists. That painting that you make in Photoshop or Illustrator, that artwork, that's a one of one. It's already non-fungible. But once you assign it to the blockchain, you place it on the blockchain, it gets assigned a line of code, which makes it a non-fungible token. All right. So we've already been super familiar with non-fungibility because we've seen one of one things, you know, our entire lives. What what is new to us is the token part of it where it can be assigned to a marketplace, a virtual world, Web3, where we can track and verify who owns the thing, who has the right to sell it. You understand this when it comes to your house. I can go to the county auditor's office and see so-and-so Jim Smith owns the house at 1234 Main Street. Jim Smith has the right to sell it. I can see that already through real world experience. What we have not had until recently is the ability to say, okay, here's a JPEG. Who owns it? Who has the right to sell it? We have that now. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. The moment we decided to place those MP3s onto the blockchain, you tokenize the asset. And it then can take advantage of this new opportunity a marketability of ownership and value. All right, minting in NFT. Before I get too deep into explaining this concept, I need to remind you that the art itself or the voice memo, the, the MP4, the JPEG itself is just that. It's a digital file, a non-fungible digital asset. The NFT of this asset, this JPEG, this MP4, is when this digital asset becomes represented by a token on the Ethereum blockchain. The token is not the art, ladies and gentlemen. The token is not the art. The token represents the art on the blockchain, okay? To mint an NFT simply means you're assigning a non-fungible token, something that cannot be duplicated, something that cannot be changed, something that cannot be altered to your digital file, to your JPEG, to your voice memo. Once that NFT, that non-fungible token is created, it cannot be changed, altered, or tampered with. It's done. I could go off script here because there's so much there, but if I do, I'll be out of scope with this, this episode. So I'll stay, I'll leave that there. But this is an important concept uh, because as I said, the token is not the art. The token represents the art on the blockchain. Then where's the art? It, it could be many places, any place, actually, where you can store a digital file. If you store files on AWS, Amazon Web Services, like Bluehost or a server in your bedroom, the original non-fungible art or digital file could reside there, right there in your bedroom. The person who owns it, however, could be somebody you've never met across the ocean. Again, there's so much here. I'm super compelled to go off script, but I will control myself. But just it's that the, the concept is that the token is not the art. The token represents the art and it's stored somewhere on a server somewhere. The most native way to store digital files for the purposes of tokenization as an NFT, however, is to store them on what's called an IPFS or the interplanetary file system, which in layman's terms is a, a decentralized AWS or a decentralized server, which holds files, documents, JPEGs, audio files, etc. in the ether. I'm not going to go off script, but just rock with me. So minting NFT in short is simply, again, the process of making a digital piece of art or digital file to be represented by a token and placing it on the blockchain. That's all it is. All right, I've got a couple more. Uh, let's get through this super quick. All right, crypto exchange. 
Um, let's use Coinbase as is arguably the most popular. A, a crypto exchange is an online marketplace where you can buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Um, there are several of these online. So if you want to buy your first Bitcoin, you want to buy your first Dogecoin, you want to trade your Dogecoin for somebody's Litecoin, you do that on a crypto exchange. There are several of these online you can use um, and ones you can download as apps. I will not go through them all, um, but the purpose for the purposes of this episode, this conversation, we'll stick with Coinbase. Um, one of the most, if not the most, widely used among the whole sea of them um digital wallet another definition for you digital wallet is a software-based system that stores your coins um while a crypto exchange is where you buy sell and trade it a digital wallet is where you store it so using your wallet you make transactions uh, like making payments as it stores your coins or um, you gain access to services because it stores your passwords. So that's what a digital wallet is. Um, so actually, with a lot of these concepts, we'll talk about the way you get access to a lot of the sites we're going to be discussing today. You have to have a wallet because the wallet serves as like your username and password to get in. So we'll talk about that more in a second. And, and then gas fees. Um, erase the idea in your head of like automobiles. Gas fees in the world of Ethereum is the fee you pay for the usage of the network. Making transactions, as you might imagine, on the blockchain uses computational power. Uh, that computational power causes costs money. So somebody has to pay the electric bill. Somebody's got to fix you know, the system if it breaks. So gas fees are the fee you pay when you perform transactions on the blockchain. We're gonna talk a lot about this concept. Um, because it's important and this could make or break a lot of your um, experience <laughs> with NFTs. So we're going to talk a lot about this, but this for all you for all you need to know right now is there's a concept of gas fees, which is fee the, the fee you pay for making transactions using um, Ethereum. All right. So now that we've established some foundational language, let's mint our first NFT. Um, the first thing we have to have is the a digital asset. So you might have like a song you'd like to place on the blockchain or a piece of art you created in illustrator or Photoshop, or maybe a poem you wrote and you saved it as a GIF. None of this conversation matters. If you don't have some digital asset you want to share with the world, I won't spend a lot of time here while having an asset is critical to this idea it's obvious and there are other necessary steps more worthy of our time so i won't spend time there you gotta have it obviously it's important um, necessary and required also um, that you have a digital wallet there's no need in having a digital wallet if you don't have any coins and yes you will need some coins remember gas fees in order to mention your first nft the first thing you'll need to do um, is set up an account on Coinbase. Um, you could use other crypto exchanges, but for this example, we're going to use this one, Coinbase. To set up your Coinbase account, uh, you'll need all the same kind of information you need to set up any other online account, like an email address, unique username, password, etc. But you also need to serve up a photo of your driver's license or some other state ID. 
um, from the Coinbase website. The reason behind requiring this documentation is to prevent fraud and to make any account related changes. Coinbase will ask you to verify your identity from time to time. We also ask you to verify your identity to ensure no one but you changes your payment information. So be ready with your ID on hand when setting up your account. The next thing you'll need is your banking info in order to buy some ETH, which you'll need. Um, you'll need to have access to an online account, your bank account to connect to your Coinbase account to swap out the currencies. You'll be trading your dollars for ETH ethereum so you're a genius you got this far without much of a headache right well that was the easy stuff it gets a little bit more complex from here uh, but i promise it gets simpler again shortly but this is the part where i got hung up on for like a week there was a lot of unlearning i had to do in order to be birthed into the world of web3 there were a lot of norms i was used to and had taken for granted that are not native or at least not at face value native to how we perform in our analog world. This concept of a digital wallet took me a second. Um, I assumed once I had some money in my Coinbase account that I was golden, I could go and make some purchases. But Coinbase is just an exchange. You don't buy things from the Coinbase app. You need a digital wallet to do that, which after I got over the momentary state of confusion, it started to make sense. If I have a bank account, that doesn't mean I go buy some Yeezys on the confirmed app using my bank account. No, I use my credit card or a debit card, which is backed either by my credit worthiness or my bank balance. You get the point. The exchange either way is just where I convert, convert my dollars to cryptocurrency with the cryptocurrency of my choice, be it Ethereum, Bitcoin, Dogecoin or Shiba, whatever. And the wallet is where I buy stuff in the marketplace, like an NFT marketplace. With this conversation, we're talking about minting NFTs, however, not buying them. But so far in our steps, we're still doing the same work to perform either task. You still have to have a wallet to mint NFTs again. Your wallet is also the holder of your coins and your passwords. Remember that. So moving coins over to your wallet, the process of moving my coins from the exchange to my wallet, again, being new to the game caused me a little bit of heartache. Before I describe the heartache, though, I'll tell you about my wallet. There are two wallets that I have. I have one that is a MetaMask wallet, and I also have a Coinbase wallet. Coinbase is not only a marketplace, they also provide a wallet to go alongside their marketplace services, though you do have to sign up for them independently. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. Spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound feet of torque. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Once um you have some coins in your marketplace account, you'll need to move some over to your wallet in order to continue the process of minting your NFTs. This was my first experience with the dreaded gas fees. Now I mentioned before that you get charged gas fees when you make a transaction on the Ethereum blockchain, remember? So I also mentioned that at this point, I had already purchased some ETH. So why is now moving money from my Coinbase account to my wallet, in this case, my Coinbase wallet, but it wouldn't have mattered. It could have been my ETH, my, my MetaMask wallet. Why is now the first brush I've had with gas fees? Wouldn't I have had to pay gas fees to get my coins in the first place on the marketplace? Yes, but no. I could go off the deep end here, but I won't. What I, what I will give you is enough information to understand the core concepts without bogging you down in details and minutia. When you buy crypto from a marketplace like Coinbase, that marketplace already has the Ethereum, the ETH. So having $1,000 in your Coinbase marketplace account is effectively like having a $1,000 IOU from Coinbase. You really don't own the ETH. When you go to move it over to your wallet, however, you're taking control of the ETH and placing it in your digital hands. So because you first simply had an IOU from the marketplace, Coinbase in my case, you didn't, you didn't really have, any, have to pay any gas fees because you really didn't have the ETH. You had a promise of ETH. So platforms can get hacked and it'll matter to you because they're storing your ETH or your promised ETH. If it's in your wallet, however, you risk losing it if you lose your keys or your keys get stolen. You're in control. Going deeper into that isn't in the scope of this episode, but I'll leave it at that. 
if it's on the platform, if you have not moved money out of the marketplace and into your wallet, you have the promise of that currency. Once you move it over to the wallet, then you have it in your hands. Okay. So this is where I came to pay my first real toll in the form of gas fees, moving money from my Coinbase marketplace account to, in this case, my Coinbase wallet. Since I'm truly taking ownership of my ETH instead of having Coinbase, the marketplace be a custodian for my ETH, I'm placing a recorded transaction onto the blockchain. Therefore, that requires, as we remember, computational power. And I got to pay for that. Gas prices, just like the gas prices we're used to, the ones that involve automobiles, they fluctuate and they fluctuate based on the demand for computational power, the volume of network activity. And since Ethereum is in more demand than ever, gas prices have been higher than they've been in months and years recently. They're incredibly high at the moment, so much so that the rates make some investments into NFTs. Um, no longer feasible and even ruin the value and possibility of future returns. So gas prices are high. Um, let's just leave that to the side because it's again out of the scope of this conversation. But it's important to know that gas prices are high and can, you know, can impact um, whether or not you get involved. So let's say you're comfy with paying the incredibly high fees to move your ETH and you make the move. So note. I'm going to use some very simple numbers going forward as an example. Um, actual numbers in these real life instances vary second to second. But my goal here is just for you to understand the concepts. Giving you simple numbers helps me communicate these ideas. So you had a thousand dollars in your in ETH in your Coinbase marketplace account. And now you have nine hundred twenty dollars in ETH in your Coinbase wallet after paying gas fees. Um, here's a peek at everything you have so far. You have a digital non-fungible asset like a piece of art or an MP3 of a song. You have a Coinbase marketplace account and you have a Coinbase wallet with some ETH in it. Um, the next thing you'll need to mint your first NFT is an account on an NFT marketplace. Uh, for this example, I'll use the most popular of these, uh, which is OpenSea. There are others like Rarible, Foundation, Mintable, and more, um, but OpenSea is the biggest. To set up an account on OpenSea uh, to mint your first piece of art, we're going to need to use uh, the other utility of your wallet. Remember, a wallet can perform more tasks than just spending coins. Uh, it can also serve as our password trapper keeper. Um, in order to create our OpenSea account, we'll need to connect OpenSea by clicking the create button at the top of their web page to our wallet. Uh, this will require a little bit of authentication, which we don't have to get into here, uh, but I found it to be you know, quite user-friendly and uncumbersome. So if you've made it this far into this episode, you should get through the process of connecting OpenSea to your wallet without much of an issue. Guess what? You have now created your wallet and moved some ETH into it and you made it past much of the heavy lifting. Most people do not make it this far. So cheers. Now, after having connected your wallet, you should see that you have an OpenSea account. Now you'll be able to click into your profile on OpenSea, upload a profile picture at a bio, your social handles and more. 
But let's skip all that and get back to minting our first NFT. So the reason OpenSea is the big dog in this NFT marketplace uh, space is they make it super easy to mint NFTs. What you're going to do simply is click create at the top of the page in the nav bar and start creating your item. OpenSea allows you to upload a number of file types like JPEGs, uh, PNGs, PNGs, GIFs, MP4s, MP3s, on and on and on um, with a max size of like 100 megabytes. So you got plenty of space to play there. So that's pretty cool. And creators have a lot of options. And so most of this page to creating a minting, I'm sorry, your first NFT is self-explanatory. But the one thing and among the last things to note here is the benefit of NFTs as opposed to the pre NFT world of art related to the creator's reward for her creation. Historically, and, and still in many, if not all analog instances, say you create a painting and you're lucky enough to find a buyer at some community art show who you sell your painting to for $10,000. You won, right? For many artists, selling anything at that high a number is a victory. It doesn't happen often, but if it happens to you, you know, kudos to you. But let's put a real world twist on this because it's happened time after time. You sold that piece at that community art fair for $10,000. Two years later, the person, let's call him Sal, has garnered a lot of interest in that piece as he throws these remarkable dinner parties at his home in Utah. Uh, a purveyor of fine art loves the piece, visits his home for dinner, and he's like, yo, Sal, I got to have that piece. And Sal's like, you can have that piece. You know, they make an exchange for $100,000. So Sal is up 90 k on his investment. He bought it for ten. He sold it for 100 You, the creator of the work, you realize none of that secondary sale value. That purveyor lists it in Christie's then. Let's, let's go further. He sells it again. It's in Christie's. Now it sells for $600,000. Again, you see none of that money. Sal made 100 k That purveyor, who's unnamed, made 500 k He bought it for 100 sold it for 600 You saw none of that. You saw 10000 And that $10,000 that you were so excited about two years ago is starting to feel like a raw deal. With today's technology, it is. With NFTs, it is. With an NFT on that same page we're looking at on OpenSea, you can create a royalty that gets solidified into your art. It's not changeable. And it's up to 10%, in fact. So what does this mean based on our example? Baked into the smart contract, which is simply the settings we're creating on this page we're looking at on OpenSea, we're baking into our NFT a set of rules that governs all transactions going forward about our NFT. So let's let's play this out again um, with our painting as an NFT. You're at that community art fair and Sal walks up. He's like. Nice piece, kid. How much? You know, in this case, it's obviously like a digital piece of art, but walk with me. You muster up the courage and take that big gulp and you say it's $15,000. Nah, you and Sal haggle and you settle on 10K. So you got 10 grand. You feel like a million dollars because you just sold a piece for five figures that you created at home in your drawers. 
Sal has his dinner party at his home in Utah and the purveyor shows up. He loves the piece and he buys it from Sal for $100,000. This time you're not mad though, because baked into the NFT is a smart contract that outlines a 10% royalty. So you, you made your initial 10 K and now that Sal is out there selling your stuff again, you made 10 K on his sale. You made 10% on his sale to that purveyor. And you cast in another 10 K as you earned 10% of his hundred thousand dollar sale. Now you add $20,000. You had your original 10 K and you had his 10 K that purveyor being a friend of Christie's auction house lists the piece and it goes for $600,000. Your 10% royalty never goes away. It's, it's unchangeable. It's unmodifiable. It's baked in. What you just earned? $60,000. In total, you're up $80,000 and you didn't have to do anything else besides mint your NFT and it went to work. Obviously, there will be millions of NFTs created as the awareness grows over time. And not all will have this outcome. Most won't have this outcome. That's not important. What is important is that we now have the opportunity for it to happen. Jean-Michel Basquiat didn't have that. Gordon Parks didn't have that. You do. In the future, we'll get more into smart contracts, DAOs, and other implications of NFTs, like what it'll mean for health insurance, possibly home sales, even more. But my goal with this podcast episode is to pique your interest in the future we can all take advantage of now and benefit from for generations to come. What will you create? Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It was produced by Morgan DeBond and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. Special thank you to Micah Davis, Adam Sims, and Sakara Savanyan. You know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts.
Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.